Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Laguna Beach, the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. As I said, next week there won't be an episode, but there is one this week, so let's be excited about that. Um, I am going home for Thanksgiving. I'm really, really excited. I haven't been home since like June, so it's been a long time and it's been way too long. Like, I can't go five months again. I thought that I could, but no way. Like, I miss my family and friends way too much. It is almost my two-year anniversary in Nashville, though, so that's exciting. Um, It's December 2nd, and I'll actually be home instead of in Nashville to celebrate it, but it's kind of wild. It's been a wild journey. Um, I'm still learning, like, new things all the time, and I like, I, of course, you know, I'll get into the questions after I review the episode, But a lot of people are still asking me questions about moving to a new city. And I really love that. Like, and it's funny because I feel like my answers are different a lot now. Like, now that I've been here a little while, I am still dealing with new things that I didn't expect. Like, I don't really know how to explain it. It's just like, the longer you're away from home, the new, more new things you learn. And you learn that, you know, five months away from home is way too long. But I am excited and I'm also after I like go through everything, I'm going to come back and record my about the AMAs. The AMAs are on tonight. It's Sunday. So there might it might just be a little like jumping at the very end. But the last part of the podcast is going to be an AMA recap, I guess. (laughs) I'm just excited to see what Taylor does. Not excited to see Shawn Mendes and Camilla Cabello. I am so exhausted with those two. Nobody believes they're a couple. Most people I know don't believe they're a couple. It's just exhausting. It's like, guys, stop it. Stop trying so hard. But Selena's big comeback is going to happen too. So that's exciting. But let's get into this episode because this episode, I think, is probably my favorite in all of season one, the New Year's Eve episode. And it's called Somebody Always Has to Cry. How dramatic is that? What a perfect name for this episode because there is some crying. There is some crying. And it's the seventh episode of season one. And it starts off with Lauren and Jordan going shopping. They're picking out dog tags for Jason. And Lauren picks the black diamonds. But she won't get it engraved on the back because... Or she is going to get it engraved, but she doesn't know what it is. And she says she won't get her name on it because... Then he can never wear it again if they break up. How kind of her. She wants him to be able to rock these dog tags, even though they'll break up eventually. But Jordan's like really jealous. You can tell he wants some dog tags. And I was trying to think that must have been an early 2000s fashion trend, right? Like dog tags, guys wanting dog tags with black diamonds. To me, it just like it finishes out the Ed Hardy outfit that you know Jason's going to wear. So after that cute little moment, the gang... And by when I say the gang, I mean Heidi, Jordan, Jason, and Lauren. But they go pick up a Christmas tree and Jason and Jordan bring it upstairs. Jason and Lauren are decorating it. And we find out that Kathy doesn't let Lauren decorate the Christmas tree. Jason says something like, um, this is the first Christmas tree you ever decorated. And she's like, yeah, my mom doesn't let us. I would be so bummed if my mom did not let me decorate the Christmas tree when I was younger. That was like my shit. And then she'd get all upset with me because all the decorations would be in one spot. She'd be like, you have to, you have to separate them. You have to move them around. But usually it would be like my brother and I, when we were younger, decorating. And one half of the tree would be his decorations. The other half would be my decorations. Every year we would always shop to get um, to get our own decorations. So that's like something I remember about Christmas. Anyway, like I said, I would be so sad if my mom did not allow me to decorate the tree. But then we have like a really weird Heidi moment. And... This episode, I feel like the whole season, the whole series, I have like a love-hate relationship with Heidi. Eventually, I just dislike her like near the end. But this episode, 
I really dislike her in the beginning and by the end I really like her so it's kind of like I don't know it's difficult guys it's so hard (laughs) but I'm gonna play the audio clip and then I'll talk about it but it's just kind of like a weird clip and Heidi seems so whiny and spoiled it's like awful I feel like it's Christmas at home Somebody always has to cry. Nobody cries at our Christmases. Yeah, well, who cries at your Christmases? I, re- I always cry at my Christmases. Why do you cry? Because I never get the present I want. Holly always gets the attention. Oh my god! Oh my god! My gosh. sister gets all the attention, then we start fighting. Oh my god, you guys have to tell me your families cry at Christmas sometimes. Like, I just genuinely hate everything about that clip. Like, her voice is so annoying, and I just don't want to... And she's like, if it was like Christmas at home, everybody always cries. It's like, what the fuck is that voice, Heidi? Like, it makes me just wonder if Heidi was constantly wasted in season one. I mean, I guess they all probably were, but I don't know. That clip just, like, got under my skin so bad, and I'm like, I have to share with the class. I have to see what the class thinks about this. And then it also got me thinking, like, have you guys ever cried on Christmas because you didn't get a gift? I don't think I've ever cried on Christmas. Last Christmas, I cried because there was, like, family drama stuff happening. But it wasn't like, I don't know, I didn't cry because I didn't get a gift or anything. Funny story, though. My stepmom did get me luggage, and I wasn't, like, thrilled about the luggage she picked out. I am happy. I'm happy I have new luggage. I wanted four wheels. It only has two. So I was, like, a little bummed, but, you know, thankful. And I came back and saw my vacuum was broken. So I put in my story. I was like, oh, man, I wish I asked for a vacuum for Christmas. And my stepmom got pissed. She was like, how dare you? (laughs) How dare you embarrass me like that on your Instagram story? I was like, I was just saying, I wish I asked for a vacuum because my vacuum's broken. And then like two days later, she texted me. She was like, sorry, I got a little crazy. (laughs) So I have to be careful what I post on my story because I know my stepmom watches pretty closely. So the next morning, Heidi and Lauren, they get breakfast and Heidi lets her know how jealous Jordan is about the dog tags. Lauren just hopes Jason likes his present. Heidi was like, what are you asking your parents for? And she's like, I just want stuff for my apartment. And then Heidi goes, you know, you're grown up when you want stuff for your apartment. And then quickly goes, I'm not there yet. Yeah, yeah. Heidi seems really like immature, I guess. The beginning of this episode is a rough go for Heidi. Like she chills out by the end and she becomes a really good friend at the end of this episode. But it's rough. (laughs) It's a rough journey. And Lauren asks Heidi what she wants and Heidi wants a puppy. And they're finishing up breakfast and I, I believe they're walking out and Lauren goes, what's your favorite gift that you've ever gotten on Christmas? And then Heidi quickly says, the one I'm gonna get in her weird voice that she does all the time. I was trying to think of like my favorite Christmas gift. And when I was a freshman in high school, we all went on a cruise. That was like our Christmas gift. I thought that was pretty cool going on a cruise. Um, I got I usually get like concert tickets for Christmas. That was always kind of my thing. Birthday and Christmas, I always wanted concert tickets. So I am sure that I got some really awesome concert tickets on Christmas Day. So the group goes to the Grove to the fake snow. They're looking for fake snow. And I can remember thinking this was the most romantic thing on the planet. They like walk up onto this bridge and there's fountains and the boys are standing behind the girls with their arms around them. They're all kissing. And I just thought it was like so damn romantic. And even rewatching it, I'm like, oh, this is cute. Like this is a cute date idea. And then it happens. Fake snow happens. 
And Heidi keeps going, let's dance. <laughs> She's like, let's dance. And this this makes sense now why her TikToks are so fucking weird because she's bizarre. She's always been bizarre. But I mean, her TikToks are something else. They're on a different planet. And I'm like, girl, are you okay? Please let me know if you're okay. I know she always says on her Instagram story, I don't know. I don't watch her TikToks unless they're in her Instagram story, but... She's like, I never sleep because my child doesn't sleep because I guess Gunner wasn't sleep trained. Again, I am not a parent, so I don't know what that's like, but I feel like that's really bad because I know like my nieces, if they are not on a track, like on a sleeping track, they become little demons. So I assume that's a really difficult thing. And then trying to like train them to sleep when they're already two is probably even harder. Anyway. Heidi and Jordan are dancing in the fake snow and Jason and Lauren are making out. And then they go home to open presents and Jason opens, you know, his little jewelry box and he's like, oh my God, babe, 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 these are awesome, babe. He's a big fan of them. Jordan's obviously jealous. He says he's jealous of his dog tags. And we find out that Lauren and Jason are getting Jordan a tattoo for Christmas. Heidi's like, don't, do not, do not get a tattoo. And Heidi got Jordan like a chain. I don't know if it was a bracelet or like a chain that... You put like on your wallet. I don't know if you remember those. And then Jordan gives Heidi a fake stuffed dog and Jason gets Lauren a Chanel bag. Then Jordan surprises Heidi with Bella. You know, the dog that we never see again. Bella, what a little cutie that we never, ever see again. But um, when I did the live with Jordan, he said that Bella went to Jen Bunny. Or he thinks it's Jen Bunny. He was like, I don't know. Bella went to one of Heidi's friends. And then he was like, Wait, I think it's Jem Bunny. I think that's who took it. <laughs> Should I say allegedly? It was allegedly Jem Bunny. <laughs> but during this whole scene, my only thought was like how much of a douchebag Jordan looks like. He's wearing a like light blue collared shirt. And I believe the collars popped because that's what you do in the early 2000s. But then he's wearing like this heinous, heinous Ed Hardy hat. <laughs> My brother had a few Ed Hardy hats and I always thought they were so ugly and they were so expensive too. It's like so expensive for something that looks like it was made at like Six Flags um, graffiti spray paint thing. You know what I'm talking about. So fast forward a few days and we're on New Year's Eve and the girls are going to get their hair done and they're really excited for New Year's. They're excited because they're getting a limo and we find out Jason is sending Lauren awful texts because he's jealous about someone he's jealous about someone named David and I'm not sure if David if you remember me talking about the first episode of the hills um it was like a random guy was with them I'm not sure if that was David but he's jealous because Lauren picked up a phone call from David and Lauren's just like I don't know what I'm doing wrong I don't know what to do Heidi's kind of like yeah well he's a dick so (laughs) but now we go to like a little gym with Jason and Jordan And I'm going to play some audio so you can hear Jason and Jordan talking about what happened between, like, Lauren and this David guy. So how are the holidays, man? Oh, dude, got an unexpected phone call. Or Lauren did. Who? Remember that guy, David? What does he want? You tell me that's exactly what I'm saying, dude. Because you know the situation. They used to hang out, like, after everything happened with me and Lauren. Mm -hmm. And, like, she still, like, answers his phone calls, especially when he's in front of me. I was just like... What the hell are you doing, you know? Yeah. Did David know that y'all were together? Uh, I think so. And he still called? Yeah. And in my opinion, I think it's good that Lauren, you know, picked up the phone call in front of Jason and kind of be like, hey, nothing's happening. Like, I have nothing to hide, so whatever. 
But of course, Jason doesn't feel that way because toxic masculinity. <laughs> but you know, he's he's trouble. And I like how he's like when uh, everything happened between me and Lauren. Yeah, when you kissed Jessica. Yeah, we all remember Jason. But now I'm going to play like the Heidi and Lauren side of it. So it kind of goes back and forth. And I do feel for Lauren in this situation because she's in a really bad relationship. And this guy's just trying to make her feel bad. When in reality, you're allowed to pick up a phone call. Like, that's it. You're allowed to pick up the phone. And I would be, like, happier that she picked up the phone in front of me instead of trying to hide it from me. But here is Lauren and Heidi talking about it. He's still upset that David called you? That is so lame. That's just how he is, though. Because he didn't name, so obviously he's going to expect other people to do things. There's none of me. Sorry, I know that clip was long, but I just think it's important to like kind of see the different parallels. And of course, that phone call may not have been real. <laughs> it could have definitely just been production calling her. But it seems like Jason has some control issues and jealousy issues and a lot of issues. And all I can say is I'm very happy that Jason has found a healthier life because clearly, <laughs> clearly he had a lot of issues. But the next scene, we see the boys getting ready and they're both wearing like suits and ridiculous top hats because that's what you wear for New Year's Eve. On Instagram, once I saw somebody say that people who love New Year's Eve are like crazy, like they don't understand it. Again, she's a Taylor Swift hater <laughs> and it was about like her music video, how um, Lover took place. There was like a scene for New Year's Eve and she was like, I don't get it. Of course she loves New Year's Eve. People who love New Year's Eve are so fucking annoying. I am one of those people who loves New Year's Eve. I just, it's, this is going to sound dark, but it's not as dark as it's about to sound. But like growing up with a divorced parents, I was always back and forth on holidays and I always felt like 4th of July and New Year's Eve were two holidays where I could do what I wanted. If I wanted to stay with my mom, it wasn't a big deal. If I wanted to go to my dad's, it wasn't a big deal. If I wanted to go to a friend's house, it wasn't a big deal. So those two holidays are always going to be my favorite. I'm also a big fan of fireworks. So if a holiday has fireworks, I'm in, I'm down, let's do it. But that's what I was thinking of, like that girl's story shitting on New Year's Eve when I was watching this episode. And I was like, I love New Year's Eve. And also, this is when Jordan falls on the steps and it's hysterical. Like, of course, it's way, I mean, he's not hurt. So it's really, really funny. But I died laughing. Like I had to rewatch it a million times and then record it so I could put it on the uh, page and I was like, don't laugh this time. It was so hard not to laugh watching it. But now we are at the nightclub where they are celebrating New Year's Eve. And Jason is already wasted and he's just fighting with Lauren. I, I wish I could play the whole audio clip, but I couldn't really like get it because it's subtitled on my television. So I knew that recording it, 
it wouldn't sound good. Like it wouldn't be worth it. I highly recommend you rewatching it because it's like, a, it's just, it's so sad because like Jason keeps saying he's basically going to break up with her. And Lauren's like, don't sit here and threaten to break up with me tomorrow. And he's like, I didn't. But they're both pretty drunk in this scene. I will say that. And it's pretty incoherent on Jason's end. But all of a sudden, Jason, he's just like, maybe we should have a friendly relationship. And she's just glaring at him. And this is the actual quote. I wrote it down. She says, don't sit there and threaten to break up with me tomorrow. And then I remembered like Lauren could be a little boss ass bitch when she needed to be. And I don't think anyone gives her enough credit for that. She really stuck up for herself a lot. I feel like a lot of people think of her as just like whiny and trying to control her friends. But she did stick up for herself quite a bit. And she calls him out. And it kind of reminded me of like when she read him to filth. Oh, I wish I could say that cooler. But when she um, just like read him to filth outside of her house. But she calls him out. And we find out that Jason's pet name for Lauren is Whoopi. That is my favorite part of the entire scene. Because it is a it's a hard scene to watch because they're fighting so bad. And you know it's not going to end well. But... He's like, Whoopi, Whoopi. I'm like, oh my God, he calls her Whoopi. <laughs> but like I said, I wish I could have recorded this fight, but the audio would have been so bad. Basically, Lauren's over Jason being a dick and now calling him out and he denies threatening to break up with her, which he did. He just definitely doesn't remember. And she starts saying, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say, Jason? And know what he says to her? Like my jaw dropped. She, he goes, How about you just listen and never talk again? Fuck you, Jason. Like, oh my God. How about you just listen and never talk again? Wow, 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 wow. That's all I can say about that. Wow, 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 wow. But they keep fighting and Lauren ends up apologizing. And he goes, that's all you do. All you do is apologize. But you know she was just apologizing and trying to make like save the night. You know she wasn't upset she's not sorry for what she did she didn't do anything wrong but he said you keep making mistakes all the time to her and it's just so heartbreaking oh my god and again it goes back to these women or young young women on the hill staying in these shit-ass relationships and you know watching that and being like oh is that how a guy is supposed to talk to me okay like I should be dealing with this but Lauren leaves Jason tries to grab her and our beanie man His name's Kevin. Ends up blocking Jason's attempt. So Jason can't grab her by the arm or anything. But Lauren leaves and Heidi leaves with her. And she's a good friend. Like this is a moment where I'm like, okay, Heidi is a really good friend here. Like this is a good, good move by Heidi. And again, it's one of those moments where I'm like, okay, I don't dislike Heidi anymore. But Lauren's like, I don't I don't want you to leave. You know, she doesn't want Heidi to go with her. And she goes, baby, I chose to leave with you. Jason calls. Lauren hangs up on him. They're in the back of a cab. Um, Heidi and Lauren are in the back of a cab. Jason calls again and Heidi picks up and she ends up hanging up on him. And Heidi and Lauren agree Jason can't act like this. It's just it's a really sweet friend moment. It's really nice to see them actually having these friend moments because we know what's going to happen eventually. And by eventually, I mean like in the next couple seasons. But basically, Jordan's like, you know what you have to do? You need to we need to get to her by midnight. So Jason ends up buying street flowers and we know a big romantic gesture is about to happen. I will say that production does a great job of not letting you know whether or not Jason is going to make it or whether or not Lauren will accept Jason's apology. There's this song called All This Time by One Republic that I wish was playing during this moment, like during this episode, this moment specifically. But it's like six on the second hand to New Year's resolution, something like that. It's such a good song. 
<laughs> and it would be perfect for this moment. So Lauren jokes with Heidi that Heidi will be her New Year's kiss. And Heidi's like, ooh, I'm excited. And it's a race to see if Jason is going to be able to kiss her. And there's another nice moment by Heidi. You know, they get out of the cab and they're walking inside their apartment. And she goes, I didn't like my hair anyway. That's nice. She's trying to make Lauren feel better. And she doesn't want Lauren to feel bad about her choosing to go home with Lauren. So again, my love hate with Heidi continues. And the girls end up going down to the boys because Jason calls her. and He's like, come downstairs, come downstairs, come downstairs, come downstairs. He just keeps telling her to go downstairs and eventually her and Heidi do go downstairs and right at midnight they kiss. So romantic. Jason has like a cigarette in one hand. He's probably like kissing her blowing smoke into her mouth. How beautiful. Jason makes it. We're on. I'm still I mean probably watching it. I was like wow that was so romantic. That would have been on the OC. No not romantic. That's not romantic. (laughs) But yeah that's the episode and I do think that this is my favorite episode of the whole season. I just think the drama is perfect. I think everything about it is great. Okay, let's get into some other stuff. I was asked about Shannon's birthday party a lot. A lot of you guys wanted to know about it, which is really cool. Um, I was really happy to be invited, but I did have a lot of anxiety about it. And it was like stupid to think about now, as most of your anxiety is, right? Like you get so anxious and amped up and then everything's fine. So that's exactly what happened to me. Now I'm going to say this has nothing to do with Shannon. Like my anxiety has to do with me. Shannon and her friends have been nothing but nice to me. But there was still that moment where I got the invite and I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I don't know anyone who's going to be there, which isn't true. So I know Shannon, her friend, Jenica, her friend, Kyle, and I know a uh, cheese gal, Nashville cheese gal, Courtney. Like I know a handful of people who were there, but in my head, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to walk into this mansion and I'm not going to know anybody and it's going to freak me out. So I had a couple big old freakouts and it was almost like in high school. It was almost like a high school thing for me. Um, As I've said before, I wasn't like super popular in high school. And it's like, oh, wow, I'm invited to like the popular kid crowd. I don't belong there. I don't belong in that crowd, which again, isn't true. And somebody asked me how you like overcome that anxiety. Luckily, Callie came with me. Callie actually, she was supposed to go home to like in Florida to be with her husband But she spent an extra night so she could come with me. So that helped a lot. But then I kept thinking, like, if Shannon didn't think I would get along with the people there, she wouldn't have invited me. Like, it's that simple. And again, this is not any shade towards Shannon or anything like that. But Shannon and I, when we hang out, it's usually just us having wine at her house. Like, we don't really go out to bars together. We don't go to dinner together. And that's fine. That's just what our friendship is. Like, one-on-one time, kind of like catching each other up on life, that type of thing. So I felt like this was a big deal and it was like it's a birthday party. So excited. But I kind of got all amped up for no reason. (laughs) It was a blast. We all had so much fun. Um, I actually got to meet Taylor in person for the first time, which is really funny because we've talked a lot like through Instagram and all that. And I was kind of like, this is the first time I've ever met you in person. She's like, no way. But it was great. And it was a lot of fun. And it was a lot of anxiety about nothing. So I think if you do have anxiety about going to a party where you don't know anyone other than maybe the host, just remember that they wouldn't invite you if they didn't think that you would fit in with their friends or fit in with the other people at the party. I think that's really important to to keep in mind. And honestly, looking back, like I did know a handful of people who were there who were going to be there. So I shouldn't have been as crazy. But I'm also really, really happy Callie went with me because it is a little intimidating if I only really know Shannon. You know, I know John enough. I know I know a handful of people enough. But again, 
I put it in my head that it, I was going to walk in and nobody would talk to me. And again, it's like a high school flashback or something, right? Like, but obviously it wasn't that. We had a great time. And yeah, what you saw on Instagram is <laughs> what it was. Lots of shots, lots of drinks. Um, Taylor Swift was playing, which was fantastic. Shannon and I tried to do a boy band pose, which we've tried to do multiple times and every time it fails, but it's a good angle, so I'm not going to complain. But yeah, if, if you do get invited to a party where you don't know anyone other than maybe the person who's hosting the party, definitely suggest just putting in your head like, they want me there. They wouldn't want me there if they didn't think I'd fit in with their friends or their other fam, whatever, whoever else is going to be there. I know it's a lot easier said than done, but I'm really glad I went and I'm glad I didn't let my anxiety win. So let's talk about some pop culture stuff that's happened over the past few days. Um, I'm going to end with the AMAs, but I want to talk a little bit about Sam Hunt and his drinking and driving, which came out, I believe it was last Thursday morning or Friday morning. He was pulled over at 630 in the morning driving on the wrong side of the road in East Nashville. And I'm not going to act like I'm some saint. I've probably gotten behind the wheel when I shouldn't have. Um, luckily, I've learned that Lyft is my best friend. So there's the part of me that's like, okay, he, maybe he made a mistake. Like, maybe he did. But then there's also the part of me that's like, he has a shit ton of money and can easily get a Lyft. Like, renting a Lyft for him is no big deal. And it was 6.30 in the morning, so he put out some bullshit apology where it was like on Wednesday night, I went to a friend's concert and made a mistake and drove after too many drinks. Dude, you were pulled over at 630 in the morning. Like, I hate those sunrise concerts, don't you? And he was also pulled over and I think he had two beers, like open beers in his car. And then when the police officer asked for ID, he handed him a credit card in his passport, which I guess is your ID. Like, if you don't know where your license is, you can always use a passport. But I don't know if that actually, you know, I don't know if that works for driving. I know it works for like a bar or like the airport, but I don't know if that's the same for driving. I do think that Sam Hunt will either announce he's going to rehab by the end of the year or that he's getting a divorce by the end of the year or maybe both. I just I think he's going to end up being like, you know, I do have a drinking problem. I'm going to go to rehab. But I've heard a lot of different things about him like hooking up with girls in Nashville, allegedly. I don't know if it's true, but we'll see what happens with all of that. I think if you listen to his song, Drinking Too Much, he's probably had this issue for a little while. But yeah, I'm guessing Sam Hunt rehab by the new year. Quote me on it. And it actually kind of sucks because I like his music a lot. And he was like starting to get a little bit of a comeback. But I don't I don't think country music is going to be like, no, you drank and drove like you're not allowed to put out hits anymore. But I hope he learns from it. I hope that he realizes Lyft and Uber are always there for him. And let's hope it doesn't happen again. But like I said, rehab by the new year for Sam Hunt. Another interesting story that came out over the weekend was Justin Timberlake. I don't remember his co-star's name. I think it's like Aaliyah or Alicia. But he's filming a movie in New Orleans and he was spotted with her hand on his leg, like on his inner thigh. And I watched the video and I don't know, it just kind of, it didn't seem as bad as the pictures. Like now that I'm thinking about it more, the pictures made it look a lot worse than I think it actually was. But the girl was definitely very comfortable and he was definitely holding onto her hand for a minute or two. But near the very end of this video, and I'm sure you can find it on like Twitter or Radar Magazine or something if you just Google like, Justin Timberlake drunk in New Orleans. There, there's someone who seems like she's trying to get in between the two of them. I don't know if it's like his assistant or his handler or whatever it is. 
But you can tell she's kind of like, oh, fuck. And she like pulls his arm up and he just seems wasted like he can't even stand. So definitely, I think Trouble in Paradise with Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel. He also wasn't wearing his wedding ring, which is really telling. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, Right away, like an, a um, source went to People Magazine. They're like, they're just friends. It's all good. And I'm like, is that? Is that source name like Dustin Schmimberlake? Because sounds like sounds like that, right? There hasn't been any other news from it. I wonder if he'll face any backlash. There are a lot of blinds about Justin Timberlake. And I know blinds aren't always real, as I've said many times when I talk about celebrity blinds. But there's usually at least a little something to him. And a lot of it is just like how rude Justin Timberlake is. I'm not a huge JT fan, um, personality wise. Am I going to sit here and like say he makes bad music or that he's a bad entertainer? Absolutely not. I think he's probably one of the best entertainers out there. His last album sucked. I will say that. But I'd say like overall his music's really good. But I guess we'll see what happens. And it's probably going to be nothing. And people have probably already forgotten about it. So yeah. I don't know if you guys saw over the weekend Pete Davidson and Kaya Gerber were all over each other in a pool. Because I got a message and someone was like, do you still think they're PR? I do. I do still think they're PR. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why I think they're PR. Pete Davidson was dating some actress for like six months. Nobody knew about it because it was real and because he didn't feel the need to like shove it in everyone's face. Right. So if it's real, it's quiet. It's a really quiet relationship, in my opinion, from what I've seen from Pete Davidson. Now let's talk about Ariana Grande. Did I think his relationship with Ariana Grande was all PR? No, but I think there was a PR element to it. I think it's, uh, people get mad at me when I say this. So I, I think Ariana Grande has been through a lot these past few years between Manchester and having to go on tour for like nine years because Scooter Braun won't let her take a break or, you know, Matt, Mac Miller passing away. Like there's a lot that's happened. But one thing about Pete and Ariana, they were pictured together all the time, like on every street in New York City, all this stuff. But after Mac passed away, there were no pictures of Ariana Grande. There were no pictures for like two or three weeks. No Pete Davidson, no Ariana Grande because they weren't telling the paparazzi where they were. So that's how I kind of look at celebrity relationships. And I know it's not totally fair because I know there I'm sure there are real relationships that do get photographed a lot. But when it's so in your face like that, I think you need to kind of take a step back and be like, wait, wait, wait. Like when Pete Davidson was with this actress I I kind of unknown. I don't know if she's unknown, but she's definitely not like Kaya Gerber or Ariana Grande. He's with this actress for real. They're really quiet about it. Whereas now or even before when he was like kind of dating Kate Beckinsale, they were all over the place making out. And then he got a real relationship, kind of went quiet. And now he's back with this fake relationship and they're all over each other. And I'm sure they like genuinely probably get along and everything, but I don't this this isn't gonna last. I think enough people are starting to talk about Kaya Gerber where she's like, okay, I'm good now. I think there's new weekend music coming out, which is exciting. The weekend. I do like his music. It's it's basically all about like drug use and having sex with models. So I can't really relate to either of those. But it, I like his music. I do. I like his music a lot. So somebody asked me about dealing with the holidays after like a family member passes away. And I just want to let you know, whatever you're feeling, it's fine. If you want to cry it out, cry it out. But I suggest talking about them and making sure people remember them. And it is weird that there's an empty spot at the table. I think that's something you'll have to get used to. But I think definitely let yourself feel those feelings. And it's been seven years since 
but two of my nanas, pa- two of my grandmas passed away, and I still miss them around the holidays. It's just something you kind of learn to deal with, and I definitely suggest talking, maybe like with whatever family members were close to them, bring up some funny memories. Just, just do that, and they'll stick around forever. Like just, just because they're physically gone does not mean that they're gone for good. Just continue to bring up their memories and and let people know how much you love them. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nobody's gonna judge you if you're like, remember when Papa did this. Everyone would be like, yeah, I do remember that. That's a nice memory to have. So it is hard. It, it does get easier, though, if it's your first year without someone you love. Just know that your family will support you. If you need to talk to someone, they're the people to talk to, the people who know them the best. I got another question about moving, how to tell everyone you're moving, your friends, your family. Just do it. <laughs> um, when I came back from Nashville, I was like, I'm moving. I'm going to move here. So it is what it is. I don't know when I'm going to move, but I'm going to end up moving. And I ended up moving like four months after I visited. It was a quick move. And my dad and stepmom were not sold on it. They thought I was moving because I wanted to party. They thought I was moving because I thought it was fun to drink. And I was kind of like, I can get drunk in Plymouth if I want to get wasted all the time. Like, no, it's not that. So I put together like a plan and I ended up kind of finding a roommate and yeah, I moved. So I think just being honest and letting them know you're not moving because of them is important because people get weird when you move. There are some friends who like are really odd about me moving still and they're kind of distant and it's been almost two years. So you just have to be patient with them. Hopefully they're patient with you because things will change. Dynamics will change. Relationships will change. But I promise you, if you really, really, really want to move somewhere, do it. Like you can't just sit there and wait for the right time because then you'll wait forever. And nobody, ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) Somebody asked if I could get Taylor from Very Cavallari on the podcast. I will reach out to her probably after the holidays. Holidays are really busy for everybody, but I'd love to get Taylor on. I'd love to hear what she had to say. Was Very Cavallari real? Every cast member I've talked to says it's pretty real. Um, Shannon said like maybe production has you refilm something, but other than that, it's pretty real. And Shannon said like multiple times, like she did put on a personality, like she wanted to be the villain of the show. But I know like last season with the empty boxes, that was a real thing. People were really getting shipped empty boxes. And I kept asking, is that internal theft? So I wonder if it was internal theft. My friend Taylor, not Taylor from Very Cavallari, one of my best friends, Taylor from back home. She goes, how about you tell everyone how you turned a bar against me? Buckle up, guys, because this is Tequila Kelly on speed, basically. I wasn't on speed. I was on a lot of tequila. But there's this restaurant in Plymouth, Massachusetts. It's called Sam Diego's. And they have karaoke on like Monday nights. And I was a regular. My friends were regulars. And we all went and just went there to get dinner, drinks, whatever. So none of my friends took their shots of tequila that I bought them. There was four of us. So I took all four shots in the course of like eight minutes, like way too many shots of tequila in too short a time. And the tequila hit me sideways. (laughs) I got really upset with my friends for no reason. And my friend Taylor's like, why are you upset? And I'm like, why am I upset? Why am I upset? I'm upset because you're judging me and what I'm doing. And everyone's like, nobody's judging you, Kelly. And I'm like, I know what you're thinking about me. And I'm not going to deal with it. I'm not going to deal with you judging me. That's exactly how like wasted, wasted, wasted me talks. It's like cursive. I'm speaking in cursive. Um, so then I, I kind of remember getting up and like I knew another group of people there. So I walk over crying and they're like, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh, my friends are being mean and they're judging me and I don't want to deal with it. Like, I, they're just so rude. So that group <laughs> goes to like my group of best friends who are dealing with me 
And they're like, why'd you make Kelly cry? Why'd you make Kelly cry? And they're all like, don't even get me started on Kelly right now. That's how I turned a whole bar against my best friends because I cried and said that they were judging me when in reality they had every right to judge me but didn't and I appreciate it so much. There have been plenty of times with my friends where I've been like the drunk one, the one who got too stupid. But you know what? We don't drunk shame people in my friend group ever. We've all done it. We've all been stupid once or twice. And as long as you don't like throw punches, we're usually pretty cool with each other. Somebody asked me how to deal with rude coworkers, and I'm going to tell you one thing. The only thing that is promised in life is that you will have a rude coworker, if not many rude coworkers. I just think don't let them get under your skin. They're unhappy with themselves. And I remember I was talking to someone at work and she's like very Southern. And I was talking about how this person was being rude to me. And she goes, all you can do is pray for them, honey. That's a bad Southern accent. That's a bad one. But she's like, all you can do is pray for them, honey. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to pray for them. <laughs> so pray for them. And it's just it's a life thing. And unfortunately, coworkers can be the worst. Hopefully you have at least one or two that you really like. And just hold on to those ones and don't deal with the shit ones. So let's talk about the AMAs. The AMAs were last night, Sunday night. And I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm getting like too old for award shows or what, but I thought they were kind of boring. My favorite award show is the Golden Globes. I think it's the funniest one out of all of them. The Grammys are boring to me. Like Oscars, I'll watch them, of course, but they're boring. SAG Awards are fun. I like the SAG Awards. But I feel like this was like my first time really sitting down and watching the AMAs since like Backstreet Boys and New Kids on the Block performed. But of course, I had to support my girl Taylor. Oh, and somebody did ask me about Taylor and Scooter drama. Let me just talk about that real quick. I am kind of over it. I feel like everyone has their own opinion. I still don't like Scooter. Um, and someone was like, well, he's getting death threats. And this is a kind of funny story. Not, I mean, obviously, I am 28 years old. I'm not sending death threats to Scooter Braun. Am I tweeting saying he's an asshole? Absolutely. But I'm not sending death threats. Like, And it's kind of weird that Icon, like, in the post that he used, is a little hedgehog that his wife follows on Instagram. So I'm not saying it's a fake message. But I just, I'm, I'm curious about all that. But anyway, anyway, I'm not going to get into my Taylor Swift theories right now. Maybe one day, maybe one day, and then you guys will all unfollow me because I'm crazy. But I used to run this celebrity gossip website. Like, I wanted to do celebrity gossip. I've always loved celebrity gossip. And I wrote something about five seconds of summer. Oh, my God, did that fandom come at me. Fandoms are fucking nuts. Like, Beyonce's fans, nuts. Justin Bieber's fans, nuts. Selena Gomez fans, crazy. Like, Taylor Swift fans, nuts. Laguna Biatch fans, crazy as fuck, but awesome. <laughs> but anyway, the Five Seconds of Summer fans told me they wanted to chop my head off and kill my father. So death threats happen on Twitter, man. It's just Twitter is a lawless land. Instagram DMs are fucking nuts, too. And yeah, do I think like people should be threatening to kill his children? No, absolutely not. Do I think I deserved to have people tell me they wanted to kill my dad? No, absolutely not. Unfortunately, some people just take it way too far. Um, I even got messages when I posted that picture with Shannon. Someone was like, everybody needs a designated ugly fat friend. <laughs> Never heard that one before. Oh, and one other quick thing before I get into the AMAs. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is what I do every week. And you guys are like, yeah, we know. I watched Britney runs a marathon on Amazon Prime. It's really good. Jillian Bell is like one of my favorite people. I think if anyone was to play me in a movie, it would be Jillian Bell. And she's basically like a little bit heavier, very under, very unhappy with herself. And she sets a goal to run a marathon. It is such a good movie. And I've always been like, 
the heavier friend out of all my friends. I And this is like a me thing. I think all my friends are like 10s and I'm like a 6 on a good day. But I've always not been uncomfortable around them. Like they've never made me feel uncomfortable. But anyway, Brittany taught like she's going through all these changes and then she decides she wants to like live a better life. And throughout the movie, like she does, she improves and loses weight and all this stuff. And but there's like a line in the movie where it's like people love fat people when they're being funny. Before I moved to Nashville, I lost 40 pounds and I've gained like half of it back. And I remember people being like someone in my life was like, you're just going to gain it back anyway. And that's a part of the movie. Really suggested. It's really great. Even if you don't struggle with like weight or anything, it's just a good movie. Give it a watch. Amazon Prime. Britney runs a marathon. Okay, now we're really going to get into the AMAs. So let me start off by saying one thing. I've had just about enough of Camila Cabello. Like, they're, I don't know why they're pushing her so far down our throats. We don't care. We don't want her on the show four times, three times. And I'm so over her and Shawn Mendes's fake-ass relationship and them, like, pretending to almost kiss multiple times. And I don't know. I can't get into it. And it's funny, like, the crowd reaction when they're performing, the crowd looks so uncomfortable. And people were like, oh, Taylor was, like, rooting them on to, like, kiss I think she was making fun of them because want to know some funny facts before all that stuff about Big Machine came out, like before Scooter and Taylor went back and forth, Sean and Camilla were supposed to sit next to Taylor. Then Sean went on an Instagram live with John Mayer and made fun of Taylor Swift. So she did not have them sit next to her. (laughs) It was like Halsey and Selena, I believe. So I'm so sick of Sean and Camilla The other performances that I saw were great. I did fall asleep. I didn't stay up for Shania. I heard Shania Twain wasn't as good as usual, but I haven't seen it, so I cannot judge. Um, Halsey did great. Halsey's reminding me a lot of Pink. Like, she did a performance with a bunch of paint and stuff. I'm like, oh, Pink would have done that. So I think that's, you know, I'm assuming Pink's like a big inspiration to Halsey. I don't know. Lizzo killed it. I love that Lizzo plays her flute. There is like nothing I love more than seeing Lizzo sit there playing her flute. Thomas Rhett did great. I, I, like, I loved Ozzy Osbourne in Post Malone's performance. I don't understand how Ozzy was up there. I will never understand how he can still sing when like 14 years ago he could barely string together a coherent sentence. And I also thought he was going to catch on fire. So I was a little nervous about that. When Kesha, Kesha came out. When Kesha sang TikTok, I lost my fucking mind. Like I forgot how much I loved that song. So way back in the MySpace days, I think it came out when I was 18 or 19, but my brother had this website and it was to like put out new artists that were all on MySpace and he had Chitty Bang on him. I don't know if you guys remember that rapper Chitty Bang, but he had Chitty Bang before he was Chitty Bang. He was actually Proto. Then he got big and changed his name to Chitty Bang. (laughs) Take a shot every time I just said Chitty Bang. But anyway, I talked to Kesha, almost got her on that website, but it didn't work out. But like TikTok, when I hear that, I just have to smile. That song makes me so happy. Kesha makes me happy. Big Kesha fan. It's awesome to see her with her comeback. And I really like her new song. A lot of people are talking about Selena. And I also read that she had a panic attack right before she went on stage. I'm not going to judge Selena on this performance. Um, I think she was really nervous. I think this song is like a tough one to sing. Because you're like, fuck you, Justin Bieber. I'm going to give Selena another try. Okay, I'm going to give her another attempt. But nobody ever said Selena was like a vocalist. 
Like, let's be real. She's not. Demi Lovato is a vocalist. She's a great singer. Whereas Selena, I don't know about Selena. I don't know how Selena is as big as she is and has like the most streamed songs ever on Spotify. Like she must have just phones streaming all the time, like trap phones for Spotify. But (laughs) back to what I was saying. I'm not going to judge her on this performance. I've never thought she was a great vocalist, but for some reason, I just like Selena Gomez. I kind of want to be like, you're doing great. Like, I'm proud of you. Good job. I love you, Selena Gomez. Like, just focus on you. Focus on getting better. And like when her and Taylor's mom were singing together, oh, I almost cried. I did cry. I got some tears, but we'll get into Taylor once I'm done with this. (laughs) Seeing Christina Aguilera on stage again was really awesome. I've always loved Christina. She has a great voice. She doesn't have the best personality on screen, I'll say. Like, when I watched her on The Voice, I was kind of like, ugh. But Burlesque is a great movie. I don't know if any of you have seen Burlesque, but Cher and Christina Aguilera fucking kill it. Her voice is still out of this world. So good. Billie Eilish scares me. It's weird. Like, I like her, but she's also very frightening to me. She's like if Lord got real goth. I didn't know where I was going with that joke, but I'm like, she's almost like Lord, except like, scary and frightening and lord does not scare me lord's one of my favorite artists of all time the jonas brothers performed in boston and they sounded great i'm not a huge jonas brothers fan i like kevin jonas he seems like a good time and i love that he just sits stands there and he gets paid to like fake play the guitar i'm very into that but i like that song i like that steel drum that they have in it there's like a fifth harmony song called right on me that has a steel drum and i'm obsessed with it green day came out they sang a new song and an old song it's good they played the old song because nobody knows their new stuff and let's talk about my girl taylor great performance and a lot of people work work loves to give me shit about taylor swift but they're like, she's not a good singer. And I don't I don't think Taylor's the best vocalist in the world. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, she's the best singer I've ever heard. Her lyrics are out of control good. She has some great, great, great songs. And I think she puts on great performances. I wish she'd dance a little less. But then it gives me confidence to dance. And I'm like, okay, maybe. <laughs> but I think the whole performance was great. And I really like that she did not bring Scott or Scooter's name up. I don't think it's necessary. The award show isn't about them. She got to perform her old music and that's that. So yeah, that's all I have this week. I'm going home. I'm going to my 10 year reunion and I am a little nervous about it, but I'm not like super nervous because I really don't care what anybody from high school thinks of me. I've gotten to the point where it's like, if you were mean to me in high school, I don't care. If you want to talk to me now, that's super cool, but whatever. And I get to hang out with my nieces, which I'm so excited about. I miss them so much. I got them little stuffed animals. I'm excited to give that. I'm excited to see my mom, my dad, my stepmom, my stepdad, everybody. Stepbrothers, step-siblings, everybody. It's going to be a good time. I don't know how active I'll be on Instagram. Probably like pretty active at my reunion because I plan on having some drinks. But I hope you guys have an awesome Thanksgiving. And just real quick, I'm going to get a little sappy and sentimental. I'm so thankful for you guys. I'm so thankful that you listen, that you support me, that you follow the page, that you, you know, tell your friends to follow the page. It wouldn't be anything without you guys. So I just want to say I'm thankful. I know that it's like a corny thing to say, but I love you guys and I mean it. And... Yeah, I hope you have an awesome, awesome rest of your week. No podcast next week. Uh, Bye.